Welcome to the first episode of the Being Authentic Together podcast with your host, Reverend Matthew Shannon. The Being Authentic Together podcast is all about learning to be real and authentic together. It's easy to be the real you when you are by yourself or in a group of close friends and family. Can you be the authentic you around everyone else? It's easy to be fake around people who don't know you. Can you show up with the authentic you and not switch to fit in with everyone around you? In this first episode, we will learn what it means to be spiritually authentic and how to express our authenticity. One of the researchers that I appreciate on the topic of authenticity is Brene Brown. For this first episode, I'll talk about her definition of authenticity and the biblical view of authenticity. But let's start first with the biblical view first. God created and called each of us to be unique. It's important to live out our creator's purpose because there won't be another you to come this way. Once you're gone, that's it. There is no another version of you. That's it. You're the final copy, the first and only copy of you. The Bible says, for it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Psalm 139, 13 through 15. God created only one version of us. We are irreplaceable. It is unfair to our creator for us to compare ourselves with others and try to be someone else. If the creator wanted us to be them, wouldn't the creator have made you to be them? The creator did not. I want to tell you today that you are enough. I don't know what storms you've been through. I don't know what trials you've been through. I don't know what tribulations you have been through. But you are enough. The authentic you is enough. Brene Brown, in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, defines authenticity as the daily practice of letting go of who we think we were supposed to be and embracing who we are. That's a twofold definition. We have to let go of who we think we were supposed to be. That means what our parents thought we were supposed to be. That means what we thought we were supposed to be. That means our friends, what they think we're supposed to be. We're supposed to let go of that every single day and embrace who we are. Love the skin that you're in. Love the body that you're in. Love the spirit, the soul that God created you. Love that. Embrace who we are. 
Choosing authenticity means cultivating the courage to be imperfect, to set boundaries, and to allow ourselves to be vulnerable. Exercising the compassion that comes from knowing that we are all made of strength and struggle and nurturing the connection and sense of belonging that can only happen when we believe that we are enough. Being real together is a consistent and daily struggle that we face. It is uncomfortable because when we believe we are enough, people might say you're not enough. When we show our imperfect self to others, people might not love what they see. An example comes to mind, and that is Photoshop. When we fix ourselves to make us look good to the outside, but we're not embracing all the imperfections that we have. Authenticity is like launching out into the deep river and creating a daily risk for ourselves. The reason why it's a daily risk is because people are very critical and judgmental. I'm going to say that again. People are very critical and judgmental. And because people are critical and judgmental, even from a little child's age, at a young kid's age, they're judgmental. In elementary school, they're judgmental. In middle school, they're judgmental. In high school, all the way up the ladder, college, in our workplace, they are judgmental and critical. On our social media profiles, they're judgmental and critical. And because they're critical and judgmental, we decide to hide the person that God created. We hide our gifts. We hide our anointing. We hide our talents, our ideas, and our opinions. The truth is the God-filled purpose within us will continue to knock at our door. It's like Jeremiah. When Jeremiah said, that it felt like fire shut up in his bones. That's what our purpose is like. When we don't fulfill our purpose, when, when we're not achieving our purpose, when we're not being the real us, that will continue to burn like fire within us. And if we choose to be not authentic to the world, we might get depressed, we might feel lonely, we might suffer from eating disorders, we might feel rage, we might be bitter, we might feel guilt, grief, or even regret. You see, we don't have a day to waste on being unauthentic. The enemy desires us to be fabrications of someone else or only showing the real us in our private quarters. What does spiritual authenticity look like? Well, spiritual authenticity is un 
conditional. Proverbs 18th chapter, verse 24, New Revised Standard Version says, Some friends play at friendship, but a true friend sticks closer than one's nearest kin. Spiritual authenticity expresses itself by being the same no matter the circumstance or the situation. In this Proverbs scripture, it describes friends that play at friendship. These are the friends that are with you when things are going well, when life is fun and exciting, and when things are great. Playful friends also, when times get good, sometimes they're jealous of your blessings. They're jealous of your celebrations. And so for that reason, they'll try to tear you down. Those are playful friends. Avoid playful friends at all costs because they, all they do is want to string you along onto their yo-yo. <laughs> the people that play at friendship are inauthentic. They are not real. They're fake. They're false. They're phony. They either have an agenda or they want to use us. A true friend displays spiritual authenticity. They stick close to you no matter what day it is. They rejoice when there's something to celebrate. They are dependable and reliable. An example of a true friend was Ruth to Naomi in Ruth chapter one. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died and she was left with her two sons these took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other, Ruth. When they had lived there about 10 years, both Milan and Shilion also died so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back each of you to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you in the house of your husband. Then she kissed him and they wept aloud. They said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb? that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait until they were grown? Would you then refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it has been far more bitter for me than for you because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. Then they wept aloud again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, 
I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. May the Lord do this and so to me, and more as well if even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. This scripture shows us what it means to be spiritually authentic together. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her and to follow her, to lodge with her, to go with her, to cling to her, no matter what cost, no matter what situation she was in, Naomi said, no more to her. That's what spiritual authenticity looks like. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, you respond with the same you. You don't change to try to fit in. You don't change. You don't shrink back. You don't get small. But you be the real you together. You see, Naomi was worried about being alone. And Naomi expressed those true feelings of isolation. She thought nobody would have time for her. But because she expressed those true feelings, because she was vulnerable in the presence of Ruth. Ruth said, no, I will not let you be alone. Could you imagine what would have happened if Naomi would have, would have not been honest, would have not been true, would have not been authentic, could you imagine if Naomi in this situation would have said, I'm fine. I'm going to find me another person. I'm going to find me another family. I'm fine. If she would have covered up her true feelings, something totally different would have happened in the landscape of this scripture and in scriptures to come. Well, this is being authentic together. We will learn more about being authentic in future episodes. Please subscribe and listen free to this podcast on Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating. You can follow us on Twitter at Be Real Together. That's at Be Real Together. And visit our website, beingauthentictogether.com. Look forward to the next time when we will talk about authenticity is more than words. God bless.